Okay, this story is called The Fire. It's from It's a Rum Life, Book 4, Volume 1, Northcote, 1984-1998. to The fire came in 1991, but in the book I've put several unpleasant happenings altogether. The buildings where the horses actually live only ever had one upgrade, and that was after the fire. Today the wooden stable block stands to the east of the large metal single-span shed, but before the fire there was a large wooden lean-to building here. It was twice as wide as the stable block and all the way along the back. This was where we stored our winter hay supply. I suppose it was at the height of the summer when it happened. The lean-to was stuffed with new hay and I'd made particular mention to all our helpers to ensure that the electric light in that lean-to was never to be left on. It was me that came past the buildings one evening just after the horses had been brought in out of the paddocks. Smoke was pouring out of the lean-to and I could see flames deep inside. In the picture of the stable yard, access to this building used to be from the southern end where you can see a weather vane. The horses in the stable block had to be put out in the paddock again very quickly. One of us called the fire services and I gathered whatever help I could and began to drag any good hay bales outside to get at the fire. We only had mains water hoses and they were not much help, but did manage to delay the real conflagration deep inside. Robert to the rescue. Access to the building was difficult as it was just behind the stables but our neighbour Robert followed the fire engines to see what he could do. After working out the best way to tackle the problem, the fireman suggested he could help with his bray loading shovel. The first problem was finding water to fight the fire. There were three fire engines, and one was used to feed hoses from about 500 yards down into the village, where there was water main access. Robert was back very quickly, and as the fireman soaked the hay, Robert dug it out with his shovel and took it across our yard, across the road, from opposite the house into a vacant field. Here a second fire engine soaked the hay to ensure the fire was out. All the fire engine, the fire engine deployment was one fighting the fire, one down the lane pumping water up the village, and the third in the field across the way, damping down all the burning material Robert brought out from the burning building. The firemen gradually worked their way into the building and fought the flames from the outside too. By this time the whole wooden structure was well ablaze, and Robert was bringing parts of the roof and the framework out with each load of soaked hay. The firemen were desperately trying to save the stable block itself, which was beginning to blister with the heat. Robert's machine was the thing that saved the day. Using its, all, its large all-metal front loader, he was able, able to dismantle the burning building and take it away, still burning, into the field where the second team of firefighters killed the flames. It was all a horrible mess. And although the back walls of the stable block were destroyed, the roof was saved. Everything inside the stable block was burnt to a crisp. This included the photographic dark room that I had built in the centre small stable in the 1980s, where pro when processing, all the photographs I took from my local press work. Nothing was left of it but charred plastic and twisted metal equipment. 
This leads to my one main regret, the loss of five years of film negatives from my work. Could there be a silver lining? Out of the ashes of that dark room, though, we managed to generate sufficient money from the insurance to fund the building you see today. The budget was small compared with what we really would have liked to erect, but we did find that the second-hand building frame, a single-span roof was essential and that was the largest available locally for our money. Professional builders had to be found who could work to our fine budget. That was Steve Andrew from Holton Holgate. They had to dig big holes and pour cement to provide footings for the steelwork. By now it was winter time and the weather was dreadful. Everything was deep mud. Then we had to find suitable roofing material at little or no cost. Steve found it in Skegness. Butlins were replacing all their chalet accommodation and we agreed to buy all the sheets that were not damaged in the demolition. They were quite a large number and they were very heavy roofing sheets. Finally, a real phoenix rose from those dreadful ashes. I must add here that Andy from Croxdale, who has helped with many, many projects, helped to extend the roof a year or so later. You also notice the extension is in timber. Although Andy does not like working at heights, he also joined the team who built the large horse lean-to building that forms the north side of the stable yard. Again it is an all timber structure, but the roofing is the remainder of that bulk buy of roofing sheets from Butlins. There we are, hope you like that little story brought to you by Cracker Books, written and read by Keith Sanders. Lots more stories to listen to on Keith Sanders, the short storyman dot wordpress dot com. Lots more audio stories on this Buzzsprout site. There's lots of videos to watch on Keith Sanders, the short storyman on YouTube. And there's a shop. This is the important bit. The stories you read or listen to are compiled into books. There's three at the moment and a fourth one's coming up very quickly. Plus Goliath's book. Have a look at the site. The books are downloadable off the internet. They're very inexpensive. The site is richardkeithsanders.sells.com. Thank you for listening.